0: Vo- oh wow yeah does, does the volume on that sound low it
1: does sound Inter- yeah
2: that's weird well, but in other episodes it sounded really loud so I don't know yeah you know I like to
0: mix things up keep the keep the listeners on their toes I mean you'd only notice it if you're listening back to back right yeah um yeah I feel like it's it's been so long I forgot how to do things
2: well you had a vacation I had a vacation and
0: that's what it was it was I the- almost cancelled this week so we almost did a three weeks So the last you said it hasn't been that long. Our last show was May twenty first. Today is June eighteenth. That's your fault. Twenty seven days. That's your fault. That was four weeks. You said it was two weeks. No, I said this is the third week. But this is the it's been four weeks
3: anyway. Okay, it's been a while. How you been, John? Good. Never
0: better. Always better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, we should have um, a lot of. A lot of built-up topics. I think we do. Wait a minute. Oh, where did my stuff go? Okay. You moved it down. Everything sounds different to me. Everything sounds so crisp. It looks like the, um, is the, is the EQ different or something? Or what's going on here? Or is it just my ears? Am I gaining back some of my hearing that I lost?
3: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I am. That that's, sounds So crisp. that's
0: the, that's the danger with, um, when, you know, like being responsible for EQing something, mm-hmm. if you don't have like perfect hearing. You'll make it sound good for your ears. Yeah. But it could sound like garbage to someone else who has different hearing. Yeah.
2: I learned that trying to record music mm. on, because it's not just, it's also how you play it back. So well, if you play it back myself. with certain speakers or you play something back in the car, it all sounds different. And so you have to EQ things a very specific way Yeah. and I, balance all the audio out. And
0: like in, I noticed like in my car, I mean, I'll generally have, you can adjust like the bass and the treble, and yeah. I'll generally have like my bass. I mean, both bass and treble. Like, pretty far to the right. Boosted? Boosted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I heard you
2: coming down the the street the other day. (laughs) I don't have that that kind of system, system, but... It was basing so loud that the panels in the car were vibrating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That always sounds so
2: great when that happens, by the way. I know. Anyway.
0: Well,
3: what's been on your mind? What have you been up to?
2: That's work (laughs) vacation work as more of a staycation but uh just finding time to relax and work and it's get get over i i want to say frustration but i've actually had more wins than frustrations recently with some of the platform stuff so oh well i've I've kind of i'm not as down on the platform right now as i might have been (laughs) if i was dealing with a bunch bunch of frustrating stuff but the most frustrating thing i had to deal with was deploying a site and that's just yeah. There's some there's some current issues with the way the uh, metadata for the site has some has some metadata that doesn't isn't supposed to be there anymore. It's not
0: current that but sites and communities and these things have always had major metadata yeah. issues. But I just got to the point where I have to first create the site in in yes. the environment I'm going to right.
2: And then I can deploy deploy certain things, but then I found out I was having all these kind of issues. But if I deployed it with a chain set, everything worked fine. But if I did it with the CLI, things were failing everywhere. Cool. So it
0: was just no good build. There's no such thing as a good build. Yeah. So I, I still, I mean, I, the whole I, I just can't get over is it. the whole GAC thing too. I mean, yeah, I that's, just that's gotten more prevalent. I mean, it how seems. do you
2: how do you what is your I think plan? it's flow. I think flow is the cause of ninety percent of it. It
0: well so a lot of the reports errors in a normal way a lot of the gags are coming from flows but i mean that can come from anything it's 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 just an unhandled exception but you can't see it so you don't even have any clue what to do you you know yeah but yeah it's but that's that's i've been working with a lot of flows because
2: i've started incorporating them more into my designs as ways to collect input yeah um Versus having to build a lot of custom stuff, so it was a good fit, yeah, but I had to kind of design some some hooks and some mechanisms for it to work seamlessly in the community that I'm building uh, communities, but it's so, been nice so you're doing flows for UI stuff in communities yeah, so in this case we're we're helping schools onboard students so they they'll fill out an application, and then once they fill out the application there's a things there's a list of things that they have to do, this checklist yeah. of things mm-hmm. and so we help we build something custom to manage all that. Um, And because of the nature of it, because it's so dynamic and because it can change over time, it's not something you really want to hard code. Um, you You either build it to the lowest common denominator, which is here's the requirement, here's the description, and here's a button to go click to wherever we need you to do some input. yeah, Or you allow them to do some input. But in order to do that, I have to custom build a screen. So that's when we started coming up with the idea of using flows. So now on those requirements, you can say, okay, for this requirement, launch this particular flow, screen flow. Yep. And so on the site, whoever the potential student is, the applicant, um, can go to that requirement, click a button, and it launches that flow, and we can collect all kinds of information, allow them to upload files and all that kind of stuff. Okay. It's been a really good solution for that. That's been one of the wins, um, was figuring that out and getting that to work. Yeah. And then, thankfully, it has hooks into when someone clicks next and things like that on the flow because that allowed me to refresh portions of my screen that needed to be refreshed, you know, as they complete
0: things and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so that's been nice. You're hooking into that to that new event system for that for that stuff. Um, I guess. I mean, there's
2: just a method call. It's not like it's not like I'm hooking into a channel or anything. There's a method on the component mm-hmm. that supports it, and I just hook into that. So you have to register as like a listener of the mm, no no just just give it a method to call back to
0: okay so you're so you register with a thing and it it's calling your method yeah i guess technically okay. yeah. yeah but i'm not like in, incorporating some events. system what's, or what's the method call when you register with that thing what's that method called when you register with like when you tell the thing hey when you update call me back what's that what does that look like uh that sounds more like a pub sub modeler i mean what are you i'm asking what are you doing when you tell this thing Hey, when you when someone clicks next or whatever, call my function. Oh well, there's a there's a com- lightning component that
2: Salesforce provides. Okay, and you t- you put it on your in your component. Yeah, and it has a, a set of
0: attributes, and one of those attributes is the the method to call back to whenever and, they. And how do you hook that component up to the thing that's changing that you're listening for? Salesforce does it for you. How does it know? You, you tell it one? what what flow to use, oh, and okay. it, depl- it
2: displays its own. Previous, next, finished buttons. And when the user clicks on those, it does its thing, but it also lets you know okay. that that thing happened. Yep. But it's more mm. of an event. It's more of like a, an event. So it's more of a callback type system than it is a subscribing to an event system. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, but different. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was I got to use some styling hooks. And oh man, I'm so happy for styling hooks. I wish there were more. I did find some areas that I just I couldn't get to. So explain to me again because I know we talked about this before, but I've slept since then. Um so when you're using native Salesforce components um in Lightning, now in Aura you had a little more flexibility because it wasn't sandboxing the styling. Yeah. So you could mm-hmm. technically override Salesforce native sta- styling just by adding that CSS to your component. Um but with Lightning, because it's all shadow DOMed and kind of encapsulated, I guess. Yep. Is the right way. Yeah um you couldn't modify the internal styling of those components so if you had things like branding and things like that could you punch through with there's some css operators that can punch through shadow dom have you ever tried that i i yes okay but i d- decided not to because okay. <laughs> i didn't want things to break in case they decided to somehow yeah. do something that prevented it yeah not not
0: suggesting you should do that i was right. just wondering if it was possible yeah it's it's possible okay. yeah
2: there's things you can do and there's things i have done in the past just to make it work but um for the most part I tried to avoid it, um, but now that we have styling hooks, that has helped a ton. Okay, so how do those work again? Um, so you can you can either do it globally for that host for the host component by using the the host syntax, um, or you can just create a class, a class name, a CSS class name, okay. and apply that to your component or wherever you need to modify the DOM. And then you can reset the variables that the components inside of that will be using. So if I have if I put a button inside of my component. I can change what the native button color is or the native button border is and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, it helped out a lot with um, button menu because the I wanted to use a label with the button menu because I was creating a custom profile button that had the user's name and then you could click on it and it would show the drop down. that kind of standard yep. flow. Mm-hmm. But if you use the inverse of that and you include a label, I think there's a bug there where it doesn't style it correctly. So thankfully with styling hooks, I was able to kind of, update that and change the, the text to match correctly hmm. and the hover and stuff like that yeah. but it was nice and clean and it was easy to use and
3: um, I enjoyed it yeah <clears throat> that's cool make things easier um,
0: so we had um, I think last time we talked I think was it uh, what's Google's thing I.O. Google I.O. yeah, yeah. And it's like nothing interesting came out of that. <laughs> Just, yeah, I remember Google. I used to be a big deal. I mean, they would announce all kinds of new stuff. And this is this goes back to when I used to do um, uh, the Google Web to- Toolkit, mm-hmm. GWT. And but yeah, they would announce all kinds of stuff. And and I don't know. I mean, it's probably a lot of it's that I'm not in the Google ecosystem. I'm sure like a lot of people who are you know doing all kinds of GCP stuff. There's there's probably all all kinds of announcements. But um,
2: I don't. I think I think some of these big conferences that once upon a time had a had a big influence are, are having less of an influence these days. And I think a lot of these companies are looking for kind of that more intimate controllable experience where they're, they're hosting their own events. Yeah. I mean, especially now because most of the events, most of the things that you would do attend in person aren't happening. So you have the virtual aspect, but even before that things like E3 and, and, and all those kind of events, they, they were starting to kind of get long in the tooth in terms of their, their value. Yep. Oh, what was the one? Comdex. Remember Comdex? Yeah. <laughs> so, so even even the latest E3, I mean, it was, it was kind of a, a downer. I mean, there's a few announcements uh, and trailers, but it wasn't the event that it used to be. COVID E3, though, right? It is, but yeah. even then, the, the number of companies that participated, the number of com- companies that provided content for it was, was far less. And so it, became, it just
0: wasn't all that great yeah. of an event. We did have the um, WWDC, which I do want to talk about in a little bit. Um, that's about it, though happened i think no the apple thing yeah yeah i was a bit disappointed in that one too i would uh, yeah well let's uh, okay let's hold that until a little bit later um i got some of the news items here first i want to get to this first one on your list yeah smart potty (laughs) it's it's an ai smart potty um
2: i don't know that i want a potty with a camera in it though
0: so it's, uh, it's an artificial intelligence tool that could easily be mounted on a standard toilet to analyze your stool and give suggestions about your bowel health. That's just what I need. <laughs> you know, I always said that AI was a shitty technology. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pull this just to make that joke? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, it was worth it, though. Um, Although, how smart
2: can it be without a, uh, without a bidet function? I mean, who said it doesn't have a bidet
0: function? I've I looked at it really quickly. I didn't see it in the schematic, um, but yeah, it, it applies—you know—algorithms to your to your turds and
2: lets you know you know if you've got issues. It's a thing. I mean, <laughs> doctors do ask for stool samples and they do analyze them to see what kind of issues you might have. But again, we always have to ask. Is that really AI? Come on. No. <laughs> Everything with an algorithm is called AI. God, I know. To the point where. It, it, this has always been happening since AI became such a buzzword is is then you have machine learning, and now now machine learning has gotten watered down or diluted, I guess, and I think the new one is neural networks now they're pick now they're picking up neural networks um and so that's the new edge case thing that they're about to turn into a buzzword and make meaningless no neural neural networks is that's that's old news, man. I
0: mean that is that no, is, I know it's old news,
2: yeah. but it meant something. Just oh, like machine yeah. learning meant something. And just like AI meant something. But then it became this marketing thing where what used to be a smart app became an AI app. And now it's a machine learning app. And now it's going to be a neural app.
0: Yeah. I mean, the more general these terms get, the less they mean. anything. Like artificial intelligence nowadays means very little. Yeah. Um, machine learning, even like to your point, kind of means less. But I think when you start talking about specific approaches, mm-hmm. um, like neural networks or like deep learning. Um, yeah. Those actually have specific, you know, techno- technological meaning. I think still, yeah. but it's of just, course, it's they, just it's, people ruin things. Uh, they do. I know. I mean, my it's, biggest thing it's right the marketing now, marketing
2: people, they the, they ruin all this. The, the The one that aggravates me the most is tallow right now, because no one wants to call it what it is. Tallow. Yeah. Oh, beef tallow. Just f- it's lard. It's yeah. It was well, no beef one wants, lard, but
0: lard is a bad word. You you don't really lard. Well, but that's you,
2: you call it tallow, and it's ooh, it's fancy.
0: Lard became a bad word. During the fat, the low fat craze mm-hmm. when that's, you know, all we had to do was eat, um, the member the food pyramid, all the grains, grains and bread and all, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's how you got healthy. Yeah. And it turns out that killed probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people uh, with that advice. Thanks FDA. And, and then of course, then we, don't you know, you had some, some, I'm sure at the time would have been called, uh, fake news crackpots. Um, Going out there saying, uh, you know, we should actually eat a lot of fat and cut the carbs. Yeah, Can, I mean, so if that would, if they were, if that would have happened now, they would have been banned from Twitter, kicked off of Facebook, deplatformed. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, we may have not have never gotten out of the, out, out of the low fat craze. Yeah,
2: it was bad. <laughs> Especially since it all they did was add sugar. Yes. To, oh yeah. To, to offset the, right. the taste of yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like, why is this? Low-fat ranch dressing, so sweet,
0: <laughs>
2: yep. which ended up creating an addictive dependency on that food. Yeah. Versus fat, which you know, in in the right amount, can
0: satiate you rather quickly. Oh, totally. But um, oh yeah, I love. I have to. I keep lard on hand at all times. That's what tallow, Jeremy. We say tallow. No, so tallow. To me, lard <laughs> specifically means uh pork fat. Yeah,
2: is it not? I I I think I treat lard as lard. Lard is just. Rendered animal fat. Well, so beef tallow—that's obviously beef if you say that. But if you but just tallow say lard, can be anything, tallow you, tallow you,
0: also can be applied to pork fat and all those kind of things. Let me let's let's check the official. I'm going to check the book of knowledge here. Lard, fat from the abdomen of a pig that is rendered and clarified for use in cooking. So yeah, lard does. If you say lard, that means pork. I've always oh. I've always just assumed it was just all animal. Yeah. Fat, but. Um, no. Um, that's what I well, like when we make tortillas at home. You got to use yeah. lard. It's yep. just not the same. You can use vegetable oil. This works okay, but lard's are just a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, also, when I make beans, gotta have lard. If, if I'm not already using like a bunch of pork product, like a pork shank or we bacon a, or something. We use a salt pork, which works great. Oh yeah, salt yeah, pork. Salt yep. Pork.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, beef tallow is getting really more popular in the barbecuing space. Yeah, because they're starting to use it to align the paper. Yes, so they'll and some some guys will even inject their mm-hmm. brisket. Yeah, with and I want to say barbecue. Barbecue around here means brisket. We're in Texas, folks. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, also hungry. If, if you I know, I'm starving. <laughs> I can't wait to get the hell out of here and get some get some beer and food. Um, but no, they'll inject. That's, that's 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 kind of going to the extreme. But they will inject um, t- a tallow in the brisket. But the I think the most more common thing now is like when you do the wrap. So uh, you know, you cook the brisket until it hits like one sixty or somewhere in there, and it starts the kind of temperature stall. Mm-hmm. Then you wrap it in uh, just butcher paper, but you like paint that butcher paper with 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 uh, a tallow, a tallow, yeah. yeah. Which I, I want to try. I mean, it seems to get results, but I still have never wrapped a brisket. I, it's and mainly because it's just too much work. Like I really once I once I've I mean I'm lazy to begin with, <laughs> and once the meat goes, I don't wrap ribs. A lot of people do that. This, like the four-two-one method for like spare yeah, ribs. I don't do that. Um, I mean, they probably do make more tender ribs when you do that. If you want them super, super tender. I like a bite to my ribs personally. But yeah,
2: I think the consensus is, especially in competition, is there's got to be a bite. Like it, it needs to pull cleanly from the bone, but it needs to have a bite. Yeah. It does but it shouldn't be falling off and
0: shredding off. Yeah. But my my goal is to just do the, cook the best barbecue I can without wrapping things. It may not be quite as good as some guy who wraps and puts tallow all over. I don't even know, but I'll I'll just live with what I can get without wrapping. It's just too much of a pain. It's you know working with a, a hundred sixty degree piece of you know fourteen pound meat. That's yeah. that's not fun. And who wants to do that? You got to take it completely off. That's you why mess I up mean, you the temperature it. on it's your smoker your when house. you do. It. Huh. Well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, um, well, Stack Overflow got sold.
2: I saw that. Um, well, oh, I saw the, the headline and I meant to research it some more, but I didn't, I didn't get
0: any further. Was it, who was it? Well, who, um, who was it? Process. And I didn't, I didn't even know who that was. It's some kind of giant Chinese company. They're the, they own TikTok. Oh no. And like Tencent. I didn't really know what they do with that data. Uh, yeah. No, that's, I'm like, this, th- this couldn't have been sold to a really a worse company. I think. Yeah. That's the worst kind of buyer for Stack Overflow. I'm really, I mean, as a very early. I think beta user of Stack Overflow. I mean, I'm very dis. I've, 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 I've got a, a sentimental attachment to Stack Overflow. Yeah. And it just is disappointing. I mean, I'm glad those guys had a big payday. Although I think, um, I think a lot of those guys cashed out a while back. I don't know. Um, I saw somebody said that that Je- uh, Jeff Atwood, who was one of the original mm-hmm. founders, said that this made 61 millionaires. The sale. Oh wow. So I'm sure you know. Um, Jeff Atwood and, uh, Joel Spolsky and, and, um, who was the guy? Oh, Michael Pryor. The, um, the Fog Creek guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're, they're, you know, they're, they're all millionaires if they weren't already, but yeah, after this. So, I mean, good on them for, you know, the, the payday, but damn, this is, this makes me very, we're gonna have to watch this now. Um, <laughs> changes things a little bit. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think good things are going to come out of this. And I mean, you can just see the comments on, of course, lots of comments on the internet about this. But it's a pretty universal opinion, I think, that no- nothing, nothing good could possibly come out of this.
3: So I don't know. Yeah. Although
0: you know, I don't. I find myself not. I don't know. I don't not feel. Like, I feel like I don't use Stack Flow a ton. I'm using more. I think it's just the type of work I'm doing. But I'm more in um mailing lists and um chats now everyone's doing you know slack or discord or um camel uses this, what's it called zulip zulip some kind of open source it's actually pretty good that's hmm. channel i think it just shows up in search results for me it's reached a kind of a critical
2: mass that's of true. historical you know here's how you fix this issue type type stuff yeah. and and
0: i don't really use it for a lot of the newer stuff They really, if you, I remember listening to, this is back, back when they had the Stack Overflow podcast back in the early days when it was just Jeff and Mm -hmm. Joel usually. And they would talk about that a lot, how they really engineered Stack Overflow to be Google um, bait. I mean, everything from like all the community rules and like, you know, what defined a good question and a good answer and, Mm -hmm. and, and the ability to like, for people who had enough karma or whatever it's called to like improve these things. And just, it was, it was all around uh, engineering it was all google engineering basically yeah
2: i feel like salesforce help has gone that route as well i mean they're starting to show up a little bit better however i think there's some kind of bug or issue because for some reason i'd say a good 75 percent of my matches for some reason put me in some thailand language context and i'm not sure why uh you've
0: got something screwed up on your
2: no i've cleared my browser i've done it in other browsers and for some reason certain certain searches I've mean, you to to those thai sites too much john I don't. You've
0: been training Google. I don't. I'm just saying. <laughs> I get that. It's 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 you searching for your Thai recipes, right? That's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to report a serious issue here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's Friday. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, what's next? Um, I do kind of want to talk about Bennyhouse comments, although that, that's not the one you have highlighted, but the. Uh, the Slack acquisition. I've noticed there's a lot more PR coming out about Slack. And that's. I think a lot of it is because the delay of the acquisition, mainly through regulatory uh, compliance delays. I think yeah. Australia recently approved. Okay. And I think it's just the United States that's left. And I think they asked for, or are about to ask for more time. Mm. Which I don't know why. It doesn't seem like there's too much of an antitrust issue here i, mean, I don't get it either either that or they're just backed up and they just haven't gotten to it or what but
0: and i you know and i don't know are they are they characterizing this as a delay because these things when they're this big and it's public it's a public company um in this case I, I don't know if it's a delay as much as this is just how these things work They they take a long time to go it through, is it but,
2: is how it works yeah. it's just i think everyone thought that it would be rubber stamped because it doesn't seem like it has that much um what is the word Uh, anti-competitive
0: yeah i mean there's no monopoly in chat right yeah Uh, although um what happened with um atlassian's chat they sold it to someone and then it just got it just went away um hip hip chat was that what it was no that sounds familiar yeah not something i ever used oh yes this is crazy so maybe hmm, this is interesting I thought there was something about this. In July 2018, Atlassian announced a partnership with Slack under which Slack would acquire the code base and related IP assets of HipChat and, and Stride from Atlassian. Following this, HipChat and Stride customers were migrated to Slack in a transition that was completed by February 2019. Hmm. So they are killing off the competition. <laughs> Slack? Well, Slack, Slack bought HipChat and then killed it. Yeah, but I mean, you've got...
2: You've got Zoom, you've got uh, Microsoft Teams, you've got yeah, no, um, yeah. you've got so many competitors out there. that are just as big. Yeah, and I mean Salesforce in terms of competing against
0: Microsoft and Oracle and those people is, I mean, they're yeah, they're wagging the tail. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. I guess my only point was, you know, I, I don't see. I mean, there's in terms of like corporate collaboration, group collaboration. Yeah, I mean Teams is in the same space, and I guess Google's thing, whatever it's called, but those are. Those are kind of different products um, in a way that in the way they worked is differently, they kind of almost solve, if not different problems, they solve problems in very different ways. Whereas I felt like, and I feel like HipChat was before Slack. And then Slack came out and it got, I don't know why, but Slack got more popular mm-hmm. all of a sudden. But Slack and HipChat were incredibly similar. I mean, Slack... Was just almost like uh, let's do HipChat but better, or we'll or we'll try to get you know uh, more viral or cool or something or target mm. different communities or something like that. Um, but they were they were you know very similar products, and Slack bought and killed HipChat. It
2: could be it could be the reason that that there's some concern is it's just that Slack is so popular, and it yeah. it, it might be. I mean, we talked about Slack and whether or not how popular it is, but it seems to be more popular with people who are actually doing work, individuals who choose to use it and are not being forced to use it, if that makes sense. You know, like if you go to some place that's using Microsoft Teams or something, those people are being forced to use Teams. They don't like Teams. They might like it now. It might have gotten better. But I know a few years ago, nobody liked using Teams, Mm. but they were forced to because it was a corporate thing. It was a company mandate. That's what we use. That's the tool. Yeah. But. Slack was one of those things that people kind of did on their own and they installed it and they created their own communities and they created their own systems.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think because of that, it got more prevalent and maybe, maybe because it's prevalence
0: within certain places, it's getting I, a little bit more caution. I, I didn't have one request to Slack. I think all these communities, these non-commercial communities, like the good Dacer Slack yeah. and like um, IntelliJ has a, of course they're a corporate company, but they have a, it's, it's a, it's not created by them. It's like IntelliJ people who develop IntelliJ, like on the platform plugins and different things. Mm-hmm. Like they have a Slack, mm-hmm. and the problem with this, which is and it's it the functionality is great for that kind of thing, but the problem is that whole after like ten thousand messages they they disappear, they won't sh- and they're still there, but Slack won't show them to you anymore until you pay a ton of money. Yeah, and like, Not was of these just them trying to figure out how to monetize Slack. Yeah, but they should stop trying to monetize these non-commercial communities. I mean, I agree. I don't know. I'm not. At at the same time, I'm like, I'm not saying they should have. They should be forced to give stuff away for free. But if you're gonna give it for free to like nonprofit organizations or just like or non-commercial communities, then just give it to them. Just give it to them. Don't do the artificial because it's artificial. That ten thousand message cutoff. If if. You know, you could be up to 2 million messages. Mm-hmm. It's only, they're only going to show you the most recent 10,000. But the other ones are still there. SAC is still storing them. still taking up hard drive space. Yeah. I mean, because as soon as you pay, they light all those back up. Right. Your entire history.
2: So they not got I, it. I certainly wouldn't mind paying for the Good Day Sir community if they
0: had a license that was reasonable. It's not. That's But thing. it's not. No, it's not. It's, Yeah. Fits very, very well in with Salesforce's licensing model.
2: <laughs> well, even better because they're going to they're gonna make everything Slack first. Benioff
0: has this thing about being first. Be first and fastest. You know, he must have lost all the races as kids or something, or I don't know what. <laughs> He's very, very concerned with being first. It seems to be his go thing. But th- that interview that he so did. So was... we're, now we're API first, we're mobile first, and we're, uh, we're Slack first, cloud first. Cloud first, yeah, I haven't heard him use that one.
2: Well, no, but we you've got to be aware of the false cloud. They were the first cloud, oh, that's true
0: um, but yeah, that interview was
2: kind of annoying that that where he talks about that. um there's a, there's a video here. Should we play any of this? Yeah, we can. So let me just like try it out real quick see what it is.
0: Give me some ads. You're gonna get some answers. Or just one player. CEO Mark right, Benioff yeah.
4: for an exclusive interview and asked him about the future of work and how sales fits, fit, Salesforce fits into the post-Salesforce world. <laughs> I
2: thought know, can some. we pause? I <laughs> did not. I don't <laughs> know if she was what unprepared. I have to find the and right time. Oh. Sorry. Changed <laughs>
1: and because how? We...
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that was one of the things that annoyed me about this interview is she was either unprepared or she was just excited and giddy to talk to Benioff because she fumbled her words a few times. Uh, it didn't flow. And then it didn't seem like a true unbiased interview because Benioff on, on certain occasions said, well, you use Slack. I mean, we've corresponded on that. And then he goes, and, th- and then we were at Davos together and we did th- I'm like, you just, this is another oh, you Kramer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is
0: another Kramer situation where he's just getting interviewed by his friends. Well, it's, you know, everyone's heard of media, or sorry, regulatory capture. right? This is just media capture. And yeah. you know, we've seen this forever since we've done the show. We've talked about that.
1: We work has changed. And the technology that we're using at work, um, and how we're interacting with other businesses. Every company is recreating themselves. The past is gone. We've created a whole new world, a new digital future. And we a can see it playing out today. World. Now, of course, there's still a one. global pandemic <laughs> uh, go- ongoing. So we know about that. That's why we re- just rebuilt the city of New York's vaccine management system and contact contact tracing system. We just did that for right. the country of Japan, putting in their vaccine Management system, as well as a new contact tracing system. These are these are really Victoria. big.
2: These are really big things that he's saying very casually.
0: Um, yeah, and also, I mean,
2: like, I, there's 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 a lot more than just Salesforce involved in that system because the, all of these systems rely on mobile notifications and feedback loops with input forms and things like that. Yeah. And he's just making it seem like they had this system, they just popped it in and it, and turned it on. And it kind of ignores all the the,
0: the different things that are involved in. And making it Maybe they it happen. created an app exchange package for it, John. Oh, maybe. But there's also a lot of partners that are involved in this. You yeah, know? I mean, this has been honestly the one of the most giant uh, government money grabs I've seen in my life. We did give away like you think about this last year. We're in this we're in the situation where the I can't speak for other countries as much, but in the United States, government was basically just like it doesn't matter how big the check is, we'll write the checks to just everyone, anyone and everyone who has, who will say they have a solution to this, or you think you can make a vaccine, or you think you can make a tracking system. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but there's a, a big consulting company around here who won, started winning. Um, I'm sure, I think they do a lot of federal stuff, but started winning some state government deals to provide multi, big multimillion dollar deals to provide a tracking system that I think never materialized. And that's, and they just keep the money. There's no lawsuits. There's nothing. It's just massive. I mean, we were spending just, tri- we just spent, literally, this country spent trillions of dollars. And so much of it is, I mean, the scam with the paycheck protection program, how that just, I mean, they just say now that like half of it was just fraud. Oh, yeah. We had someone in our neighborhood
2: who did a major fraud. I mean, oh, really? It was like multi-million. Oh, my God. Yeah, amount of money. Yeah,
0: Yeah, just we were just we were throwing away, throwing trillions of dollars out there just with really no information. Yeah, and of course we're paying for that now with, I mean because that money's kind of got to come from somewhere. A lot of it is just going to come through inflation. So yeah, that's the bad all part. your dollars yeah. that you've earned now that now those are going to be worth way less. Have yeah. fun with that. Anyway, we'll continue with Mister Binioff.
1: in in Australia where they're having a new outbreak, so we're busy. We have a lot going on. We have these commercial customers and public sector customers. There's a global pandemic. Work is changing. That's all of these things. All of these things, Sarah, are driving our business so aggressively.
4: So you don't agree with Jamie Dimon. Employees should come back into the office, collaborate, build that culture again. No more Zoom meetings.
1: I love the financial service executives and the bank CEOs are all friends of mine. Oh, almighty. They're
0: all friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep buying Salesforce, please.
1: And my customers. So I have to yeah. be very careful what I say. Hey, I have a around, perspective yeah. on going back in the office and I'm not ringing some kind of bell saying, all right, everybody get back in the office. Here we go. I'm saying the world has changed. And yes, they'll come back. Look, before this started, Sarah, 20% of our workers worked at home. We already knew that. Now, I think maybe 50%, 60% are going to be working at home. I'm not really sure. But it's going to be higher. And then we're going to have people in the office every day. I don't know. Maybe not as many few days, probably. And then we're also going to be doing other things like events. We're going to have cultural and engagement centers, like I said. We're going to have a big training facility. All of these things together make up the new way to work. Plus... We need a new technology harness to help companies connect with their employees and their customers. And that idea that we can do this—that's well—that's why we just, you know, agreed to buy Slack because we believe we have to rebuild all of our technology as well to kind of create this new harness that's going to support the new way to work. That's an harness, a
0: way harness. So harness is the it. new word. The- harness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: what do you use harnesses for?
0: Well, so to I, I, strap something in. Imagine a wiring harness. Which is, if you've ever like installed, I don't know, like a car stair or anything. It's like, you've got, it's got, there's like 18, 20, 30, 40 different wires. Okay. And, and a wiring harness brings those all in. And usually like, sometimes they'll even have like an interface on it. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is take that one, basically plug and like plug it into something. Yeah. That's a wiring. Harness. I think what he's, I think I'm, I would guess that when he says harness and this case he means like, we've got a bunch of different products we own now that we want you to buy. Yeah, and we're going to call that a technology harness. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that it's, make Mulesoft the harness? It's such a it's such a um, a comforting and like protective sounding term too. Yeah, hey, just get in our harness. We'll we, we got you. We'll take just care of you. You'll
2: be good to go. That fits in. Well, I mean, it's not a bad way of putting it. I mean, it's in terms of selling yeah, licenses. I mean, it's a good metaphor. It's it's metaphor. It, it's, a, it's simple and yeah and
0: yeah. I think it works, but. I mean, b- back in the day, we just would have called those bundles, but harnesses. The-, the sweets.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. sweets, sweets. Yeah. Yep.
4: Wall Street is still skeptical on that deal. I've, I've heard you paid too much. You bought at the peak of, of the work from home trend before it started reversing. It's a massive integration project. I know you've proved it before with some of your other acquisitions, but.
0: What did they, what did they integrate that they bought? What so they, I, think, what they, I think he's going to walk her back on that i'm just saying so she's saying that he's proved before that they can buy a big thing like this and a technology and, I think, and, and integrate it and no, if i remember okay. correctly he's going to walk her back on all right, that. All
4: right. explain why investors are wrong about this one
1: well i mean i i understand because i've gone through this already three times this is our fourth large transaction it's about our 60th total transaction you know when we bought exact target about I don't know, eight years, seven or eight years ago. You know, it was a three hundred million dollar product. We said we were going to build our marketing cloud. We had the same reaction, Wall Street. You know, the stock still runs on SQL servers. Goes down. A lot of naysayers. (laughs) We cannot do it. Of course, it's a multi billion dollar product today, a key product, and like the customer I just mentioned, Sonos, or even like Disney Plus uses our marketing cloud to keep connected to their customers. And then two. Oh, is that what happened? Situation where that was
2: HBO. Sorry, what was? The, the mass email that got sent out today.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, maybe companies want to connect with us in a new way. That's why we bought MuleSoft. Oh, same situation. Three, companies want to do more analytics. We bought Tableau for $15 billion. It's been a huge success. We actually reported the tremendous growth of Tableau in the quarter and for the company and how well the acquisition is done. And now we're in Slack. So look, we've got a great track record on acquisitions.
0: Notice he didn't address the question
1: now
2: at, no, at all, some point though he says right? that acquisitions are are iffy and and that some of
0: them work some of them don't i, I remember I don't remember where he said that in, but well, he might get in this more, but he's been saying we're gonna rebuild everything slack first, and i I do i don't know I, what that means I, I, don't, though. Well, I don't I don't question that I mean I think they're gonna really just they're gonna figure out ways to integrate slack really. well. are just gonna have a bunch of lightning out in slack I mean, I don't know they might come up with some new some you know. Just some, some novel new way of integrating these different Slack into these things. Slack in your Salesforce browser?
2: Yeah,
1: I guess. I don't know. We have confidence, but we have competence also in how to do this. And uh, look, this is a time when you have to think about what is your company going to be in the future? It's not a time to think about what am I going to do right now? We're doing great right now. We're thinking about where do we want to be five and ten years from now? That's the exciting point. This year, we're going to do more than $26 billion in revenue. Wow. But $50 billion in the horizon. Absolutely. And what's going on beyond that? So we're going fast. I mean, I'm sure you can see we're about to pass SAP as the largest enterprise software company in the world. That is about to happen. That's imminent. I mean, that's partly to do with SAP and how they're doing, but it's also a lot to do with our revenue growth and how well we're doing as well.
0: I think it has a lot to do with how SCP is doing. So know. That's true, yeah. But I just have to point out that he, he never actually answered the question instead of, because her question is specific about how do you take a company like a big technology acquisition like this and, and integrate it. Um, and he just said basically, uh, don't worry about that. Look at how fast we're
2: growing. Well, I think he partially answered it because she actually asked two questions in that. And she was, not really asked two questions, but the way she proposed the question mm-hmm. she led up to it with there's all these naysayers you know yeah how are you going to do this when there's all these naysayers and, and, and i think the, that's where he went into the spiel of look at our track record
0: uh, yeah and, and maybe that was the naysaying more about how do you well will you, will you be able to integrate this or can you, you can, much, or can you make how it how are you going to use it yeah can you are can you, you going to get a, be able to get a return yeah on that big of a, yeah. a price tag okay eh, maybe you answered that i don't know
4: well, it's funny. I brought that up with Christian Klein last week, the CEO of SAP. I said, Benioff said he's coming for you, announced it on the last earnings call. He said he was flattered that that you would want to uh, overtake him in enterprise He <laughs> say like, And oh, it just proves nice. that they're in the right space.
1: I, uh, I watched the interview. I loved it. But the fact is, we're about to pass SAP and we're about to be number one. They've held the number one position now for more than two decades. So we're excited to become the number one enterprise applications company in the world. And uh, this is a big moment for Salesforce. And I think you can see it in our market capitalization versus theirs, our growth rate, our revenue. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. And, you know, I love Christian. He's a great guy. We're friends. Um, but this is just a matter of fact. We're now number one.
4: Speaking of competition and the
0: I guess he doesn't count um, Oracle and Microsoft. I mean, when he says he's number one, compared, I guess, in what, what category is this he's talking about? I don't really know. Um, he keeps saying enterprise I mean, applications. If, if Microsoft's but... not an enterprise application company, I guess I don't know what they are. Um, I mean, their, Microsoft's revenue is $143 billion. I mean, Salesforce has quite a ways to go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very narrow category that includes Salesforce. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Slack deal. How big of a competitor and a threat do you view Microsoft?
1: Oh, well, you, <laughs> 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 you know, Microsoft's the largest software company of the world. You know that, and uh, it's uh, they command the industry. They command all parts of the industry. They want you to be everywhere. So when you're competing, and I've been competing against Microsoft for four decades, I understand them very well. Um, you have to have a unique value proposition. That's the way that you have to be, you can be successful against Microsoft, as I've tried to demonstrate with my own company now, which I started 22 years ago. Here we are, you know, 22 years in the sales force. And yes, we're number one in our category, uh, th- which is CRM. Yeah. They only
0: do one thing, it's uh, yeah, CRM. Right. Um, but I'm glad he clarified that in our category. Well, like what, what category are you talking about that you're the number one in? Well, that makes
2: sense. If he's saying the CRM category. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to embellish those words a little bit with, with, with the biggest well, enterprise application. Enterprise
0: application, is that what he said? Yeah.
1: yeah. Salesforce only does one thing, which is CRM.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Well, yeah. I still don't know what it means to, to do Slack first,
0: but I guess we'll wait and see. Oh. <sighs> it's i think slack is um i think slack is a redo from from chatter
2: well they came they came from two different perspectives so chatter was meant to capitalize on social networking and bring that into salesforce as a platform and and that did not happen no yeah okay but whereas slack is more about team collaboration and communication yeah yeah. Um, so they're two different, which things. is
0: really what Salesforce should have been going for. I, mean, I think they were. I know they. I know they for a while they, they talked about the social network and the social. And inter- remember the social mm-hmm. enterprise and all that yeah. stuff. And that was that was just. And I don't know who came up with that. I'll just blame it on Benioff. But like that's like, hey, you know, social. That's when that's when social networking was really on the rise and becoming like this next big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, how do we just even if it's just from a, just purely perception and standpoint like how do we take advantage of that how do we like how do we capitalize on this social networking wave that's happening yeah that's what chatter was and yeah. the social enterprise but really i mean i think slack is a much more pragmatic and um just i think better focused effort at get at, uh, you know like corporate and group co- collaboration yeah and I don't know. I think I think part of it's I'm biased because I'm a daily Slack user, both for, you know, random groups on the internet, but all uh, but also work for work. And so I'm a, I'm much more of a believer in like this. They can I think they can make this work. And but yeah, so. they, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's all about how it's integrated. I think or, or not integrated. Well, I mean, if you make it if you're making everything Slack first, then well, I think
2: Slack has a good platform in that you can you can it has an API and you can build applications that, that work within it. So it's already yeah. got those hooks and those mechanisms. Yeah. So it's just a matter of Salesforce producing those components to, to work inside of Slack. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think it's going to be an easier lift than, than say something else that wasn't built to interact with other applications. Yeah. I
0: mean, do you think they'll, they'll build Slack into Salesforce as much, as much as chatter is where it's like, it's in, the, it's in the platform.
2: I've heard rumors that and even some fears that, that, the goal is to get rid of Chatter completely and
0: and Slack take over that role. I mean, to me, it doesn't... It, I don't understand any universe in which it makes sense for Chatter and Slack to coexist. Legacy, I don't understand that. Legacy, but I mean, other than that, it's... Well, the other thing is... Um, chat. I mean, and there are people who have built a lot of stuff around Chatter. And Chatter's got... Have you ever worked with the Chatter API?
3: Mm-mm.
2: Ooh,
0: it's, it's very... Or is the the Connect API? I forget what
2: it's called. I mean, I've done some, like things where i've posted notifications and things like that and try to read
0: notifications but it wasn't fun but it's it's probably one of the more i'll use a charitable word intense apis that salesforce mm. has and when you look at that api you can see how what a complex data model chatter has and and when you see it at that level that's when you realize that yeah you can't just i mean people everyone who's built products around that integrations and all that you know the, Whatever all these things are that are using that Chatter API, I mean, you can't, you can't just substitute Slack into that. It's a, it's a, you've just, you got to throw everything away and start over. Yeah. So that's, to your point, legacy.
2: Yeah. Are they going to have to keep it around? Yeah. And it still might serve a purpose as some kind of notification channel (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) at its simplest form. That's what people were using it for, for those that weren't getting advanced with it. It was just it taking the place of an
0: email notification. It's in Chatter. Was there, a, was there a video on I'm talking about? Oh, here's, let me see what this is. I thought there was one on him talking about We want about to turn our focus Slack to first.
4: Salesforce. Now, this is a stock that has outperformed over the past month with shares up just around 9%. Recently reporting...
0: The problem is I didn't pre-produce this. I didn't even know there was a video here. I thought there was, but... um and it's 12 minutes. A
4: record quarter. That's We're in this conversation with Salesforce founder and CEO Mark Benioff. Mark, always great to have you on the program. And as Shauna was mentioning, a record quarter for you all that first quarter strongest.
1: So I can get to that. You're right, Julia. We just had the best quarter, <laughs> um, we'll become the number one enterprise applications company in the world not just number one phrase there a question you
4: for you there seems to be kind of some mixed uh, reviews out there a lot of po- folks think it's a great deal others think that maybe salesforce overpaid uh
0: gee it's almost like they gave the media talking points mm-hmm. here toss this softball to me i will knock it out of the park yeah
4: <laughs> of course. slack so what are folks missing when it comes to this acquisition? Yeah,
0: and I, I don't want to go through that. But anyway, supposedly, he, that's what we talked more about, um, Slack first. Whatever, again, whatever that means. Maybe, um, maybe they'll have, when's Trailhead? T- next week? Yeah, Wednesday. So maybe they'll um, there'll be some details on it there. Did you st- I, is there I a- didn't see anything referencing Slack
2: anything. in it, yeah. and it's not even a done deal, so I doubt they can't even talk oh, about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just still in the world of BS at this point. Yeah. You know. I don't think it's intended to close
0: until the end of July, last I heard. All right. So what's this about Salesforce getting into HR? That's your point. I, don't know. I mean, I just, I just saw the <laughs> thing today. Um,
2: Salesforce it's, it's is expanding. It's probably what he mentioned before, because even in that interview, he talked about how they're expanding work.com.
0: Yes. To, and this says um, they're moving more formally into HR services. What are those HR services? Um, well, no, from okay. the screenshot, there's all this onboarding stuff. So, employee plans. growth and well being, as well as employee service tools. Service tools, John. Yeah. That's what I need. I need some employee service tools to, I don't know, request vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The, these products were designed to meet the quickly changing needs of organizations adapting to the post. I mean, they, they have been all on this. Um, to how do we make software for the cater to the pandemic? The panic. That's, that's a good the panic. Maybe are they catering to the pandemic or the panic of the pandemic? The panic. I'm telling, no, it's, I'm telling you, so much it's, stuff was bought and paid for and attempted to be built for the panic. And it never materialized. And no one's getting their money back. And by saying no one, it's really all taxpayers. They're, we're not getting that money back. It's just completely poof. We've made a bunch of millionaires and billionaires with yeah. it that know how to do government contracts. But we didn't get anything for it. Well, there, there were some companies that, that uh,
2: got creative with some of their technologies and how they used them. Um, I had a story from a family member that said that their company... Asked their employees, as a pilot program, to wear these trackers so they could make sure that they were staying six feet apart. Yeah. yeah. And well, air uh, tags, right? the reaction was that, so, we're like prisoners. Mm. These are like lojacks that you would put on, on someone who's on a house arrest. Just and they weren't even that accurate. It's like chipping your employees. But, uh. I did, um. It, it, for Salesforce, it's not a bad place, a bad thing to do. I mean, you think about all the, the events that caused technology to advance. Because you have a lot of companies that weren't willing to invest. Until they're forced to, in their technology, uh, the Y2K was probably a great example of all these companies that finally updated their darn systems. But that, but so much of Y2K was a big scam too. Maybe, but okay. a lot of
0: a lot of systems got updated. Yeah, I mean, we could probably right. thank
2: our ability to bank online because of those
0: because of Y2K. Yeah, and banks still massively run on COBOL, and supposedly it was a lot of those COBOL systems that just had two two digit dates. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, uh, let's see if there's any more information about this. Um, Mm. Work.com is introducing, introducing new talent tools Talent capitalized By the way uh, For both employees as well as, H, as Managers and HR teams This does sound very Workday-ish um, The work.com, work.com talent section Offers a way to publish and track skills Development goals and career paths So that was your trailer? Honestly, so honestly as, as a, Someone who runs a business I mean that actually sounds pretty useful um, Sound like my daughter Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Honestly, honestly.
2: No, you got to follow it with I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I'm yeah. not going to lie.
0: Honestly, John, I'm not <laughs> going to lie to you here. I mean, <laughs> I need something to track my employees better and, you know, track tour paths and stuff, you know? My one concern with all these tools is that I think it, it, it,
2: there's meant to make it easier and easier to track and easier to report on things like that. But I wonder how much of it is just dumbing down our workforce to the point where they're not having to think. No, that's not what this is. That's not what this is. This is this is really? for, they yeah. don't have to comb through and read someone's resume, read reports on how they're doing, talk to managers. Well, you about know how I feel the about the skill set of that is. No, they just do a query of who who uh, can do SQL. Yeah,
0: who's got SQL on their resume? Yes, Boolean Boolean checkbox. Yes, v- uh, field equals true on yeah. SQL on the SQL column. I mean that's so.
2: worked so well for LinkedIn <laughs> recruitment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, in in so much as LinkedIn makes a mo- lot of money on that, they've created a, they've created a. a network with big network effects and then now they've monetized it by selling to people who want to checkbox hire. I mean, dude, recruiting's hard. It's, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know. But you know is. how I feel about checkbox hiring and and all the corporate charades around, yeah. uh, reviews and advancement. You know how I feel about all that stuff. Yeah,
2: but n- now you're taking that concept, which as to a certain point it's almost a necessary evil. Yeah. I mean, you you have to try to find people, but now we're talking about doing something similar in your internal company, where you should know these people.
0: That's true, but you still want to like document, like we, you know, when you do, you know, meet with an employee and you talk about what their goals are and what you know what track they want to get on and how they're doing and measuring that and helping them with their career. That's like, what managers are for, though. I know, but like this is just a That's way. That's why to, like, you have this multi-tiered level of managers. So it, That's why Benioff okay. doesn't doesn't hire the. So what? What I'm thinking is, I don't think that, I don't think this this product is going to do it for you. The manager and the employee still have to have those conversations and plan those things out. This is just where you document it. Sure,
2: I'm just arguing from a from a very high level perspective yeah. that these type of tools, in their attempt to to become more or up one up themselves in features, um, ends up to a point where it's just diminishing returns, yeah. in my opinion. Well,
0: and I think um, it sounded like you, were, and I agree with this. Like it just like dehumanizing the process, yeah. yeah. Um, by yeah, turning everything into. Well, I mean, and the next thing is going to be, um, you know, we're going to apply Einstein to this, so that oh yeah, it's going to be AI. Yeah, Einstein will tell you which employees you should fire, which ones you should give raises to. They'll just have a camera on all the time. It'll analyze your <laughs>
2: expressions all day long, Yep. whether or not you've closed your eyes and, and for too long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, anyway, they can receive career guidance such as learning recommendations and content. From here we go. That's what we were just about, from, tra- from Trailhead. <laughs> They can also use the talent tools to find internal roles that align with their interests and career. i mean i I think there could be a lot of value in that and honestly, I think I don't know why Salesforce hasn't gotten more into this before. um I think it's I think it actually is because they've had partnerships with workday and some other companies. And maybe even just some gentlemen's agreements to not get into that business for a certain amount of time. But I, I just don't see they can avoid it. I mean, that wouldn't surprise if me. they want to be, I mean, because really Salesforce, I mean, they're, eventually they're going to start calling themselves basically ERP or whatever the new hip, you know, fourth industrial revolution cloud four point cloud 3.0 term for ERP is because ERP is, I think, a a legacy a, a, term. Yeah, a legacy term. That's that's a good word for it. Huh. Anyway, so look look out more for that. Yeah, and and you'll, and of course, new certifications, you got to get uh work.com talent certified.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> well, you know what? There's
0: going to be, there's going to be a, a boom for your little, your little slack trick. Has anyone hit 100 X certified yet? You know how everyone does like the number of their certifications and then an X and then certified. I'm 12 oh. like, X certified. Is there gonna, who's going to hit 100 X certified first? I'm, I'm sure someone will. Yeah. I'm, I'm That's not my game. <laughs> I don't play those, those games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, with all this work tracking and everything and with Slack getting integrated to Salesforce, it won't be long before Work.com is tracking whether or not you're active on Slack or not.
0: Oh, man. And that's where your little tool comes come in. It'll install, like, an, an operating system agent that um, monitors, like, your keystrokes and, yeah. <laughs> like you said,
3: get your camera.
2: Anyway. All right. Well, let's talk about the Apple event. Um Okay. I do want to cover this one thing at the end because I think it's a, a pretty good topic, but I want to talk about the, um, uh, oh, where, where is it? Where did I put it? Move my stuff. You moved my cheese. Uh, drunk post. The
0: okay. Things I've learned as a senior, Let's, senior engineer. We can go over the Apple stuff pretty fast and then we gotta like get to whatever you want to get to because we're about at an hour already. Yeah. It's beer 30. Yeah. It's gone fast. Um, so of course, yeah, the big disappointment for me, was no M2 because I really, I mean, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, this is, this is going to be tough. Cause there's, there's still things I think are not ready. I, the biggest thing I'm afraid of the most, and this is so lame. I hate how lame this is, but it's VPN clients. Cause I have to do so much. I have probably at least six different VPN clients and mm-hmm. in each of those, and I mean the actual software components, I've got the Cisco and I've got the, um, the global protect and I've just got all these different ones. And, and within each of those, you know, I've, there's probably two or three different clients on average that I use to connect to each of those uh, with each of those. And so it's, I mean, I can't do my job if I can't get on their network. Yeah. You got an urgent issue here. Yeah. I forgot to cancel my appointment. Oh, Oh. trying to get my wife to do that for me. You guys do Slack for your family? No, it's messaging. That was, I I heard the Slack, the Slack knock.
2: Was that? Oh no, that was, um, that was my calendar telling
0: me I need to go to my appointment. Oh, okay. Um, what was I saying? The VPN clients having oh, all yeah. kinds of them, and yeah, if I can't if I can't get on clients at work, I can't do my job. So that,
2: that that announcement with them, because it was integrated with mail and everything else. Well, the whole privacy part of it, because that's what this was all encompassing. The whole their whole kind of VPN or their IP spoofing or whatever they're technically what it is. Um, not, not a VPN apparently. <laughs> no, because it's multi It's multi server hops apparently so that you can't get tracked not even by apple which i appreciate apple has been the only one well the major one that has really been striving for true privacy meaning they can't even see your data yeah and you know why because they don't have a search engine where they make money off of ads it's yeah they don't have that business model which i'm glad they don't so that's the only reason i can even remotely trust them with what the things they're doing in terms of privacy, yeah. which makes me want to be in their ecosystem even more. Yeah. Uh, that, that is, that is an attractive point about the, Apple the whole ecosystem. the, the email, the kind of one use email thing is a great idea. The, the VPN, the VPN like stuff. I'm not sure what this is categorized as, yeah. but I'm assuming it's a VPN style thing. Um, all of that.
0: I mean, I just think that's great. Yeah. It's, it's not a VPN though. It's, it's something different. It's a different technology yeah. and, um, and only certain apps can use it. Like Safari will use it, but it mm-hmm. would you know, when I'm, I mean, if I'm doing a VPN, it's for security reasons. I want every bit of my network traffic going over the VPN. I don't want other, I don't only certain apps or things leaking out and going through the, uh, to the main network. Like, even if i to go to a coffee shop or anything like that? I'm always, I always
2: do VPN. True. But it's not just, it's not just the, the encryption aspect of it. It's also the, the tracking. The tracking. Yeah, no, I get that. Because as soon as they get a hold of an IP and they recognize you from one place, they'll correlate that with another place um with some other entry that they found of yours cuz you went to some i don't know coffee grinders.com or whatever mm-hmm. um and they'll find they'll find you sounds like an inappropriate website so <laughs> so the fact that that it's going to hop and it's going to go through multiple servers and and through multiple IPs i think is is great because that'll make that type of tracing that much more difficult yeah um there's also the the whole everything's listening to you thing As well. Uh, With Apple, um, in in terms of privacy, planning to do more on-device processing of voice um, commands versus sending them to the server. Yeah. Which, from a kind of uh, performance perspective, I I want, because Siri annoys the crap out of me every time she goes, wait a second. Oh my god. I'm thinking. I'm like, I just played... Just play my playlist. It's right there in my list. Just <laughs> look at my playlist. Yeah. you don't have to go to serve Apple servers, right? And figure out what I said, and then come yeah. back and
0: look for my playlist. Yeah, so that'll be nice to keep more serious stuff on the phone. Yeah, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Like, yeah, I've, I've, I'm at this point. I've, I've heard enough about these M2s. But I, so here's what I was hoping for. Honestly, in a way, I was hoping it didn't happen because that would have been three thousand dollars out of my pocket instantly. <laughs> but an, but M- you would have been able to brag an, on me an M2 cause... machine. At least 32 gigs of RAM, no touch bar. Because that's yeah. the rumor, is it's going to have no touch bar. Yeah, the rumor is that they're going to get rid of that yep. completely. And oh, it man. just did not turn out useful. I, I, I forget how much I hate not having, it's not that I hate the touch bar. I hate not having F keys. Um, and it's when I'm working j- exclusively on my laptop and I don't have an extra keyboard. Mm-hmm. That's when I really realize. because I mean, especially if doing coding, if you've got, if you're using something that's got a bunch, you know, uses a lot of bi- uh, key bindings that involve the F keys, it's just such a pain on yeah. the touch with the touch bar. Yeah. And I forget that until i come like, at home working on the weekend or something.
2: Yeah. There's also the tactileness of it. Cause you can, you can enable the the, the touch bar to show your
0: F keys for, for an app,
3: Yeah, which helps, mm-hmm.
0: but it's just not tactile. Oh no. You, I always hit the wrong one or it's like, and am time I pressing it right or something, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. it's, Oh, so I'm very ready for, and also just the 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 performance and the and the cool operations, like the temperature wise of the M2. I mean, this thing, the, the fan doesn't ever stop it, on this. Well, is is Mini LED
2: supposed to be run cooler or hotter? The display? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Actually, I'm not sure. I wonder that. Yeah. I got to think they incorporate that into the next Pro model. Yeah. But just I mean talk, talking about the CPU itself it just it's so much cooler people say that you know they just the fans don't spin up anything like the old mm-hmm. machines so am just good because
2: yeah. Apple relies so much on passive cooling not on my machines uh, I don't
0: wait, wait, wait what am I, is it passive or I mean, if you have a fan blowing that's not passive
2: if you look if you open up the machine you'll see that the fan is nowhere near any of the components it actually Relies on the fact that it's all aluminum and it's all transferring heat. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then it tries to pull it away, mm. but it's not like the fan is sitting on the CPU or the fan is sitting on the yeah. GPU. But it's pulling
0: air past them, though. It's it, the, the air is all ducted to, to to channel, right, to blow through things. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah. heat sinking going on. Just with the they're, probably with the yeah. Body. They're relying on heat. I mean, seeking. this this thing even right here is is warm right now. I'm sure that's yeah. You
2: know. So, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to upgrading maybe next year, maybe two years from now. I'm still good with what
0: I have. Yeah, honestly, wish I would have kept, because this one's newer. Um, my my old one, it was out of warranty, and the keyboard, I had, a, I had some keyboard, I had some keys. I wish I'd have had that keyboard replaced, because I could have had it replaced for free. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the battery was swelling. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just get a new it's one. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I kind of wish I didn't have to do that, because end result is, like, whenever they do come out with that M2, that new one, without a touch bar. Which is going to be relatively soon. It'll probably be this fall. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. And even though I have a, is this? I I don't even know if this is a year old yet. I don't think it is. Oh, maybe not. I'll so just I might, buy that one from you. I might sell this. No, nah, you should get an M2 also.
2: <laughs> I don't know. My, okay. my thing is, is is screen technology. I was really hoping that they would announce a mini LED screen. Why do I not care about that at all? What am I missing that I don't care Because you've about got that? this 27-inch 5K. Yeah. And I need more real estate, but I want ultra-wide is what I want, because I want that much real estate. But you're
0: still talking about external monitors, right? Yeah. Okay, what does that have to do with the mini LED that comes on the MacBook?
2: The Mac, um, the iMac comes with it now. Oh, you're talking about iMac? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, Otherwise, I've been was, talking I'm, about MacBook Pros. No, I know you have, but I'm tr- I'm switching to what I was hoping for was was a a new monitor, is yeah. what I was hoping for. Okay, gotcha. Um, even if it was just a, a better retina version, but I mean, obviously I want mini LED, but I just I just wanted a, a better monitor. I'm getting old. I already have old man glasses.
3: I just picked them up the other day. Old man glasses? Yeah, I'm not yeah. wearing them right now, but yeah.
0: Did they have the the magnet that they can so it, no. they connect in the metal? So you can just like break <laughs> them apart and slam them down. No, I don't have that. You got, like one hangs down over here, one hangs over here. <laughs> you got this figured out, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got I got my eyes checked recently, and. Um, I thought for sure that I was losing my because I, I feel like I am. It's getting a little bit harder, but my what whatever the distance I measure you for closed vision, mine was still really solid. So. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really solid too. What
2: what my optometrist said is that I'm probably dealing with a lot of just eye fatigue. That mm, yeah. That because I'm staring at that screen all day, um, that my eyes are just fatiguing to the point where when I sit down and just read something like on my phone or something, it's just getting really blurry.
0: Mm. Yeah, it could be. All right. Well, let's talk. So iOS, um, they announced this uh, Share Play, which looks pretty cool. Mm. So um, did you follow that? you see it? I, I was actually underwhelmed
2: by most of the iOS stuff. Okay. It just seemed like they were advanced. They were. It was like, we've got these new features. Yeah.
0: We're advancing. There's nothing really new or major. but I'm sure I think it was revolutionary. And like, you know, the live text, I'm sure that'll be, that'll be, I mean, that's going to be nice. And of course, people said, oh, the, you know, the, I'm sure something's already had that or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um you know, there's th- either third-party things, or I don't know if Android does it or whatever. But what's cool is, like, this stuff is coming to built-in iOS. It's yeah. like the defaults lifestyle. If you live the defaults lifestyle. Right. You know, it's just, like, it's just all going to come with it. Um, the sep- I, I meant I, forget, meant to, I was going to mention this earlier, because something brought this up. Oh, tracking humans. But because there's this, like, separation alert that it's going to have now. So let's say you've, um, you know, you're uh, in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And you leave and you accidentally like leave your computer or your phone behind. Oh, yeah. It'll yeah. notify you that you just left something somewhere that you probably shouldn't. But um we I got my air tags. I'd ordered a four pack. And I also bought a little pink. It's actually it's, I think it's supposed to be going a keychain, but I got it for our dog, Daisy, our mm-hmm. puppy, our beagle puppy. And it it's perfectly on her collar. And so she has an air tag on her now. And so I've got on the Find My app, you under know, items now. I've got one. It's like it's called Daisy the Beagle and it's which is perfect for beagles because they they run. Oh my gosh! And we've already we've already like almost thought we lost her once. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which was going to be a, a major crisis for my family. But it's pretty cool. I mean, just that idea of um, you know, it's not like it's it's not active really, so it's not it's not sending its GPS anywhere. Um, so it does rely on yeah the dog or whatever the item is the AirTag coming in range of some other iOS device. But the chances of that are pretty high, right? So yeah, and if you well, the other cool thing is if you have it on that, if you, if I turned, I guess, her separation alert on, as soon as she got, like if she left the house or something, got out, I would get notified. Oh, yeah. Your eye tag just separated. Set up a zone. Now. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, again, if anyone comes near or and if you have it set to like, you can set an air tag to say I've lost, it's lost. And then also, it, then when anyone comes near it um, with their iOS device, they get a notification that, hey, there's a lost. And, you know, you can, I think you can specify like what they will see. So you can say, oh, there's a lost dog. Call this phone number.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And they can, you know, call you and say, oh, hey, your dog's right here.
2: Yeah, that's going to be cool. that's cool. I did order one. I didn't order the four pack, but I ordered one because we just upgraded my daughter's flute.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to stick that sucker in there. Definitely. Yeah. Because flutes are expensive. Yeah.
3: Um...
0: Oh, they have that walk walk steadiness. I guess that's what tell me when I'm when I've had too many to drink. It like measures your <laughs> kind of your gait, I guess. I don't know yeah. how it does that, but uh, you know, th- this
2: whole health thing is is really smart of Apple because if you want to use it for personal stuff, that's fine, and you're buying it. But how many people have bought their parents or their grandparents tons, these devices tons. because they're worried about them? Yep. and they need to know: Did my grandmother fall? Did my you know, did they are they doing okay? You know, are they walking fine? Is there, how's their heart rate? Yeah. Um. So it's made it really easy for families to kind of check up on other family members mm-hmm. with these devices. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, they have an uh. I guess it's gonna. Uh, I guess Apple's gonna ship an authenticator, like a just a one like a one time password type of app. Um. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, because you know, um, most people have like Google Authenticator or Authy mm-hmm. or one of these things. Yeah. They'll Salesforce Authenticator. Own. Um, and then there's a web-based FaceTime, so you can FaceTime with people on Multiple other phones. People, it's yeah. kind of cool, depending on how well that works, I guess. Um, shortcuts is coming to macOS. Do you use shortcuts on iOS? I, I keep forgetting to. Me too. I'm the same way.
2: Like, and, I, like, and, I, I know the, the utility of them, and I, I'm like, I should set up a shortcut for that. But
0: I just never make <laughs> the time. I, I think the reason, because it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's nerdy enough that I, I like, it. it's something I, I theoretically would be into. Mm-hmm. But I also, I try to spend as little time on my phone as I can. Yeah, and I'm like, why would I? And, and and I guess you could argue, well, if you set up some shortcuts, you would spend less time on your phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I feel like if I need shortcuts for things, I don't know. Um, I, I do. I, I leave my phone places because I just don't want it near me. There's there's things I, I I I have some use cases for shortcuts. I probably should start it, but no, I think I think that's really cool. They're coming to uh, to the Mac, and they're. Um, I can't remember if it's gonna. Um, what's the What's the automation? Is it Automator? Yeah, and I can't remember if it's it built an automator, but they're preserving both. They're both gonna not going anywhere. I'm sure they'll coexist at some point. Yeah, the, I think the main
2: thing about shortcuts, I think, is that Siri can hook into them. Yeah, so you'll be able to basically yeah. voice
0: enable yeah. your your shortcuts. Uh, the uh, being able to airplay to a Mac that's going to be useful. For, I mean, there's been times I've wanted to do that. Yeah, and then um, the universal control is pretty cool, where you can use like a keyboard and mouse to to control like a cross like Oh yeah, uh, an, an yeah. iMac and a, and you can set an iPad over there and it just, it's kind of like you've got one big uh, one big virtual space basically. Yeah, it's almost like having three monitors. I could see one you machine. using that. Yeah, you would you would you will use
2: that. I won't, but you will. Yeah, Cause I, don't, I don't. But I don't like, have multiple machines
0: though. And then you got an iPad. I do. Yeah, but I use it less now that I've got my ultra wide, even though it's not high res. And the, and you got the PHP boys are all upset because they're they're removing PHP from. MacOS. I don't see what the big deal is though, because you can just install it so easily. Yeah, I mean, and and I always, I never, I never use the built-in macOS versions of these things. Whether it's Ruby or Python or anything, I always install. because
3: yeah, you don't know usually. what version it is. Exactly. Don't know, uh, I don't yeah, have control means, over it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't get why people. Plus, get you get so to that, that that.
2: that it, it. I think it was worth was worse with Java because Apple controlled the java version up until recently i think that ran on on os
0: on the on the os 10s been a long time since i've used that apple java yeah many many years yeah because yeah that was i don't think that was updated
3: no not yeah. as frequently as it should have been and it's it's, it's an unneeded headache for
0: them to do yeah. that well anything else out of the wwdc john i guess you weren't uh you weren't impressed you said. No, I tried watching it and I, I mean, it I was off
2: <laughs> when it was on and I did try to spend some time watching it, but I, I just, I didn't really care for it. Yeah.
0: I think in general though, the health, the health stuff is, it's getting pretty impressive and they keep, they just keep adding like some more and more compelling stuff yeah. to it. I mean, it, I don't know how great this is, but it seems kind of cool that, um, as someone who has to get blood work done or I don't have to, but I mean like, you know, you're supposed to go every year for a physical and get your blood work done mm-hmm. and everything. And the fact that can just be, I don't know how well it's going to integrate with the labs, but like the the lab results, you can look at, you know, they'll be in your health profile on your phone. And you know, if you've ever read your lab results, it's unless you, unless it's, unless it's decoded and tells you like what range is good or bad, or like you really don't know. And so the, so the idea is, you know, it's going to show all your lab results in context and, you know, kind of give you an idea of how you're doing or where it should be versus where Mm -hmm. it is. And that, I mean, in and of itself, not a huge deal, but just the fact they've added it to all this other stuff, fall detection and and analysis and EKG. And I mean, it's just, it's getting, and blood, and uh, blood oxygen. I mean, it's getting pretty yeah. um, interesting. I got my
2: first um, heart rate warning the other day. It now, was, it was really hot, humid, and I was grilling with an excess amount of charcoal because I went, had some already in oh, there. Yeah. And um, I'd come in, I was just dying. I was sweating. I was hot. I was breathing heavy because it was just so
0: humid. And yeah, it popped up and said, hey, your heart rate's uh, up and you haven't been really moving that much. And what's going to irritate me is when they start signing deals with insurance companies and insurance companies will give you a discount. In fact, you, which is a code word for you're going to get charged more if you don't give them access to your health data. I normally would be afraid of that, but the whole car insurance thing never took off.
2: It did. No, you can get dis- yeah. yeah, I know you can, yeah. but it, I, I don't know anybody who's d- who's done that. Yeah. I mean, even Salesforce tried to give it away. Remember? No. Yeah, that, there was. They had some like small event, and they gave away a, a, to, and it was like a small select group of people. But they gave away those trackers. I think they were Geico trackers. Oh gosh. So you could plug into your car and get a discount on your insurance. All right, John. Well, let's move along here. Um, this is actually longer than I thought it would be. I wonder if we should save this for next time because it's not gonna it's not gonna get old. Again, we didn't get to a single one of your items. Did we? Uh, so we had some overlap okay. and I tried to interject some online, right. but you know, I'd rather go get a beer. Yeah, I don't, Let's let do, do that. Give, give our, uh, poor listeners a break. Yeah. We'll get to this one next time and we'll, i will make it a priority. Cause I, I, I thought it was great and
0: it's a great read. So I do like the dear Salesforce fix your status page.
2: Yeah. I mean that, that's just, that just inspires another rant if we get into it. <sighs> Um, But yeah, trust you can't trust trust. It's never updated. There there will be an outage, and you'll see nothing about it, or you'll try to go back in history and try to understand what happened, and and you'll notice this. And I've done screenshots of this before, where something was marked red, critical issue, and all of a sudden it turned into oh, it was just a minor issue. Yeah, it's a little blip. They revised history. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Yeah. And from a certain perspective, I give them a pass and say, okay, they're trying to not publish. Certain issues or whatever, but I I really think trust should be trustable. Well,
0: do we do we want to get into this now? No, no no, 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 no. That was that was a, that let's was a let's tease. Let's wrap it up. Let's that wrap a it up. Tease. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you wrap us up, John? Uh, but I don't do it normally, so I don't have it memorized like well, So, dear listener, we we have a Slack uh, community which we've referred to a few times here, and if you're not in the Slack, please come join us. It's a it's a fun and uh, happening place. And uh, you do that at gooddaysirpodcast.com. Just click on community, add yourself, or you can get anyone else that's in to add you. Uh, we have an email address info at gooddaysirpodcast.com. Please send us sticker requests. We are happy to send you stickers anywhere in the world for free. Uh, we have lots, and the requests have trailed off. So uh, please keep sending your requests. I think people are shy about it. But yeah, m- we're happy and desirous to send you stickers. So Send those requests in. We also take uh, requests. Uh, John will sing whatever song you want and no, I'm just kidding. I will. Yeah. Topic requests or whatever. Q&A or questions we'll answer. You ask, we answer. Um, And then just share us on the socials and tell your friends and your enemies and give us reviews on Apple's thing. Just go ahead yeah, and click the stars or a one sentence review. They're monetizing it's so podcasts easy. now. That was the other thing that came yeah. out recently. Apple is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. The whole podcast world's gonna be torn upside down pretty
3: much here in the
0: near future. Yeah. All right, John. That's all I got. We're done. And to that, I say, let's go get a beer.
3: You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.